Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the same, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How this? How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will, be, will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. seen the Mission Impossible movies? Raise your hand. Okay, on your couch at home, raise your hand. Good. All right, so if you have not seen the Mission Impossible movies, we follow in those movies senior field operation agent Ethan Hunt, who, yes, is played by Tom Cruise, as he carries out dangerous and covert missions for the IMF, or the Impossible Missions Force. The missions that Hunt and his team are given are so difficult and so unimaginable that they are deemed impossible. Each mission begins with Agent Hunt and his team receiving this instruction, your mission, should you choose to accept it. As we come to the end of the sermon series on the meaning of Christmas and we close out this bizarre year of 2020, We're going to focus one more week on the significance of Christmas to us as followers of Jesus by focusing on an impossible mission that was given to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And the passage that Glenn just read highlighted the moment when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and told her about something that seemed entirely unexpected, something that was absolutely unimaginable, and something that was completely impossible. The angel said that she would become the mother of the Son of God. Now this maybe is a passage that you have heard many times, but what I want to point out today and what I want to focus on today is Mary's faith. 
I want to focus on the fact that she had faith in something that seemed completely impossible. It seemed impossible that an angel of God would show up and talk to this, this normal, unimportant, unassuming young girl. It seemed impossible that God would choose to use this girl for such an important task, the raising of his son. It seemed impossible that that God would focus his attention on Mary and give his son to her. And it was impossible that Mary, who was a virgin, would become pregnant at all. Not only would the events of Jesus' conception and his birth seem impossible, but Mary's faith itself to go along with this impossible plan seemed impossible too. But what makes our God so spectacular? What makes our God so worthy of praise and worship? What makes Him more significant, more meaningful, more important than anything else in this life is that God makes the impossible possible. The angel Gabriel said to Mary in verse 37, For nothing will be impossible with God. And so the angel Gabriel came to Mary and he gave this impossible mission from God to Mary. His plan to come to Mary and work through Mary and, and bless Mary and give Mary faith. This impossible mission not only became possible, it became a reality. And with this in seem, this seemingly impossible mission in mind and this seemingly impossible faith in mind, I want us to consider as we prepare to enter into a new year how we might have that same kind of impossible faith. If you would, if you would leave your Bibles open to Luke 1 and follow along with me this morning, and if you would, go on our our website, hbcmanchester.org, and click on the online bulletin. You'll find the sermon outline there this morning to follow along with as well. Now, before we talk about this impossible faith that Mary had, and, and we talk about how we can have that same kind of faith, I want to spend just a second talking about Mary herself. Who was Mary? I think it's important that we don't underestimate who Mary was, and I think it's important that we don't overestimate who Mary was. We don't put too much emphasis on her, and we don't put too little emphasis on her. As we look at our nativity scenes, and and we read the Christmas story, and we watch Christmas movies, okay, all things that I've done with my family this month of December. We watch Christmas movies We told the Christmas story on Christmas morning. We set up nativity scenes, and Mary is a part of all of that, okay? And so we can't underestimate how important Mary is because God favored her, and God chose her for this important mission. We can't ignore that, but we also can't give Mary too much credit, okay? There's there's many people that in their worship and in their faith, Mary has become so important that they find themselves worshiping her, and they find themselves praying to her, and I believe that Scripture teaches that this is giving way too much emphasis to Mary, and I believe that it's actually heresy, because there's only one God that we should be praying to and worshiping, and Mary knew that, and Mary didn't respond when Gabriel came to her by saying, well, it's about time. I've been waiting for some sort of important mission from God. After all, I am the Virgin Mary. I'm worthy of this. No, when Gabriel showed up, Mary 
was surprised. Mary was troubled. Mary was afraid. And later in chapter 1, as Mary sings a song of praise, in verse 48, she refers to herself as one of humble estate. In other words, someone who is of a low position or someone who is unworthy. Now, was Mary unworthy to be the the, the mother of the Son of God? Absolutely. In the same way that, that any human, any, any creation would be in relation to their Creator. But that's what makes this story and Mary's faith so incredible. Because she wasn't divine. She wasn't sinless. She wasn't some sort of superhuman or, or super follower of God. She was just humble, honest, young, teenage Jewish girl who was given an impossible mission. And she displayed impossible faith. And so, yeah, we don't want to give Mary too much credit, but man, we can say, I want to have faith like her. And so we can use her as an example. As we prepare to enter into the year 2021, I want to talk to you about four truths that make impossible faith possible, not only for Mary, but also for us. And and my goal would be that going into this coming year, we could resolve to live out that faith without fear, without worry, without hesitation. So look with me again to Luke 1, and starting in verse 26. We see there an important moment in history described for us. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary, And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. So our first truth about having impossible faith is faith is possible when we remember that God is with you. This was the greeting that the angel said to Mary. The Lord is with you. Now the the truth that, that God is with us is especially meaningful at Christmas time because we're told several times throughout Scripture that the Messiah, who we now know to be Jesus, would be called Emmanuel. It's the same angel, Gabriel, who came to Joseph in Matthew 1, and he quoted Isaiah, and he said, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the significance of this name of Jesus, Emmanuel, says that he's not far off. He's not uninterested. He's not distant. He's not an inaccessible being up there somewhere in the sky. No, he is with us. And he proved that at this moment when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, and Mary became pregnant, and Mary gave birth to God's Son so that God would literally be with us. He gave up heaven to experience humanity. Philippians 2 says he emptied himself. He gave up all that heaven gave. He humbled himself and found in human form. In Colossians 1.15, Jesus is described as the image of the invisible God. 
So starting from this moment that Mary became pregnant, Jesus became human. At his conception, he became human so that all people, Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the Magi and his disciples and the thousands upon thousands of people who would see his miracles and hear his teaching, they could see with their own eyes God in human form. That's what makes impossible faith possible. When we face things that are troublesome, things that are difficult, things that cause us to worry or, or question or wonder, things that tempt us to fall into despair or depression, we can remember God faced troublesome and difficult things too. He experienced death. He experienced the death of people that he loved. He experienced sickness and pain. He, he witnessed with his own eyes injustice and racism and sexism and hatred. He knew what it was like to live under a government that, that hated God. He knew the pain of rejection and persecution and suffering and death. So when we face any or all of those things, it may seem impossible to have faith. It certainly would be easier to try to find someone to blame. It certainly would be easier to just become angry at the injustice. It certainly would be easier to say, I give up. But when we remember that God is with us, a correct response for a follower of God to, to those circumstances is not impossible. Faith is not impossible, not when you remember that God is with you. Verse 29 tells us, that Mary was troubled and confused with what the Lord is with you might mean. She had not yet experienced the presence of Jesus. She had not fully grasped the truth that God was with her. But for Mary and for us, as Jesus draws near and we remember that God is with us, faith is no longer impossible. Faith becomes possible because God is not distant is with you in your troubles and your difficulties. He understands what you're going through because He has been through it. And with all three of my kids, there have been times during the night that something scared them and they cried out because they were scared. Whether it was a bad dream or a funny noise they heard or because it was dark. Recently we lost power and it happened in the middle of the night and all those night lights went off and all of a sudden one of my kids screamed out crying. And actually this happened last night as well. The answer to all of those fears though is mom or dad being mean. So as soon as mom and dad go, comes in the room and we sit down and we say, everything's going to be okay, we pray and we, we lay them back on their pillow. Sometimes we have to go to the extreme of saying, you want to climb into bed with us? But as soon as mom and dad is near, the fear goes away and they're able to just fall asleep. Now as we get older, maybe the fears are a little bit different. It, it might not be a bad dream or a funny noise or darkness, but as we get older, Things haven't changed that much. We still need to know that someone is near. So just like kids need to know that their parents are near, we need to know in our fears that God is near. Seems like there are few things this year that are going to be a guarantee. But let me guarantee you some things about this next year. 
I can guarantee you in this next year that there will be things that will be troublesome to you. Is that the guarantee you wanted? There will be things that will cause you to question or wonder, things that will tempt you to fall into despair or depression, things that will stir up in you some anger, things that might stir up in you some bitterness. I guarantee it. But with all of those things that that are guaranteed to come at you this year, I can also guarantee you that faith is possible, even in the midst of all that, even in the middle of all of that, when you remember that God is with you. He understands what you're going through. Now, Gabriel showed up and spoke to Mary, and and she was troubled, and, and she was confused. And so Gabriel spoke to her again, and this is what he had to say. In verse 30, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So Gabriel tells Mary that, that not only is God with you, but God is for you. And so our, our second truth this morning is that faith is possible when we remember that God is for you. He has favored you. And that's what he said to Mary. Now before you get carried away, with what some people get carried away and say, oh, Mary is favored. She, she's favored above all women. She's favored above all people. That's not what the angel said. Okay? And, as, and as Mary went to visit Elizabeth later, Elizabeth said, blessed are you among women, not above women. And Mary's reaction to that certainly tells us that she was not favored above all. But this word that is translated in Luke 1 as favored is used only one other time in the rest of the entire Bible. In case you don't know, the Bible's big, and there's a lot of words, and this is only used one other time, and it's in Ephesians 1, verse 6. And I want to read, uh, starting in verse 4, to give you the context of that. In Ephesians 1, it says, He, being God, chose us in Him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has blessed us in the Beloved. He has blessed us. He has favored us. That's the same Greek word. What God has done is favored us, has blessed us. How? Through sending Jesus. The same thing that the angel said to Mary, I will bless you by sending Jesus to you, is the same thing that Paul says to the Colossians. God has blessed you. God has favored you by sending Jesus for you so that you might be adopted into his family. Now, it's important that we remember that God's with us. Yeah, he understands what we're going through, but it it carries even more significance when we understand that the reason that he understands what we're going through, the reason that he was found in human form and he came to earth and and he was that little baby in the manger and all of that, the reason for that is he came for us. His entire objective in living out the human life, it was for our benefit. It was to show favor to us. It was to bring blessing to us. God's plan before the world was even created was to do that for us, was to adopt us into his family. And he did that by sending his son Jesus to live and to die on the cross. 
That's what makes impossible faith possible. And so you're going to face things in your life that, that cause you to be afraid. You're going to face things in your life that cause you to worry. You're going to face things in your life that cause you to wonder and, and to get angry and to become bitter. So when the fear of the unknown and the uncertain and the very real problems in your life are piled on your lap, it can seem like faith is impossible at this point. But when you remember that God is for you, faith becomes possible. God is on your side. So if you come upon things this year that cause you to be fearful or worried or anxious, remember, God is for you. Now, I have not been not watching a lot of news this year intentionally, okay? But I, I have heard that, that Facebook has been under a lot of scrutiny in recent days. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has had to testify before Congress several times. He's under trial for antitrust violations as well as election interference and information censoring, blah, 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 blah. That's why I don't watch all the news, okay? But I, I'm not an expert on any of that. But there is some things about Facebook that I really like. And the thing that I like the most, I think, about Facebook is the Memories app on Facebook. That every day, there are memories that pop up from this day in history of my life on Facebook. And almost all the time, those memories that pop up are memories of something with my kids when they were younger. And so as these pictures pop up my kids, I can't help but send a quick message to my wife and share them with her. Like, look at that little girl. Look at those little guys. I could just eat them up. And there's this emotion that starts to stir up in me as I remember, wow, that was 10 years ago that, that she looked like that, or that, that was five years ago that, that uh, they were arriving, you know, or whatever it is. There's this emotion that stirs up. Man, I love them. Now, I see pictures of other people's kids, and I say, oh, they're cute, or, or that's a nice picture, or that's a funny picture, but there's not the same kind of emotion that stirs up in me when I see my own kids. So if, as parents, I'm sure you can agree with that, right? It's like, yeah, other people's kids are, you know, they're all right, but my kids, they're the stuff. Okay? And I imagine that's what it's like with God as he looks down at his adopted kids. which includes me and you. Oh. Somehow I knew I wouldn't get through that part. <laughs> but it's good stuff, isn't it? To, to imagine that God loves us that much that He lavishes His love on us that much. And when we think about God's love in that way, all of a sudden faith starts becoming possible. God favors me. Gabriel explained to Mary exactly what the favor of God would look like for her. Look back to verse 31. It says there, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. And of his kingdom there will be 
no end. These words that Gabriel spoke to Mary, that, that God was with her, and God was for her, but then he goes on to say here, God is over her. And so that's our third truth about impossible faith. Faith is impossible. Faith is possible when we remember that God is over us. The angel pointed out to Mary that the soon-to-be son of hers was the son of God. He points out that, that Jesus will be king, and he's a king unlike any other king. For his kingdom will be forever and ever. It is eternal. It has no end. Now, at this point in the conversation between Gabriel and Mary, all of a sudden, impossible faith starts to look a little bit more possible. Because this, this mission that has been given to her is backed by a God whose kingdom goes on forever, a God who is all-powerful, a God who is all-sovereign, always in control. So these truths about Jesus, about His humanity, and about being with us, and about being for us, they didn't end at that first Christmas. They didn't end with Jesus walking on the water. They didn't end with Jesus feeding the 5,000. They didn't end with Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. They didn't even end when He went to the cross. didn't end with the empty tomb. He didn't even end when he ascended into heaven. Jesus continues to this day to be human, God with us. He continues to this day to favor us, to bless us, to be God for us. And he continues to this day to reign as king, to be in control of each and every situation and each and every part of the world and each and every part of our lives. He is God over us. He's always in control. Listen to these words from Psalm 121, which I also put on your sermon outline this morning. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The God who created everything will keep you. The God of the universe will look after you. What does it do for us when we remember that the all-powerful God, who is always in control, He's in control over every king and every nation and every ruler and every country for all time. He's, over, he's in control over every circumstance in this world, big and small, yet He chooses to be in control of the little things that happen to me. How does it help us when we remember that He is in charge, He is in control of our health and our life and our well-being? You guessed it. It makes impossible faith possible. You may not know the answers to the questions of why in your life. You may not know the answers to the questions of how in your life. But when you ask the question of who, 
know the answer. And that's what makes faith possible. I don't know about you, but it takes tremendous pressure off me to know that God is in control of my life. I don't need to fix this. I don't need to solve this. I don't need to make sure that everybody knows how I feel about every situation in the world so that they turn to the way that I think. Because God's got it. God's in control of it. So if you come upon things this coming year that cause you to say, why? Why Why is this happening to me? Why is this going on in the world? If you experience things that make you question how, how, how am I going to fix this? How can this possibly get better? The answer is found in the answer to the question of who. Who will deal with all this stuff that is out of my control, outside of my understanding, way above my pay grade? God. God is over you. Now, Mary had her own question of how, which I think, under the circumstance, was a very reasonable question. She says, how will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. This plan of God, this impossible mission that Gabriel has given to Mary shows the truth that God is with her, that God is for her, that God is over her. But then the angel says here, God is upon you. The angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. So this is our fourth and final truth about impossible faith. Faith is possible when you remember that God is upon you. The angel explained to Mary that that it would be through the miraculous indwelling power of the Holy Spirit that she would become pregnant, that she would become the mother of the Son of God. God would accomplish this impossible mission by sending His very Spirit to Mary. And Gabriel told Mary, nothing then is impossible with God. And he proved that by saying, even your cousin Elizabeth, who is well beyond childbearing age, she's pregnant with a son. At this moment, this was the moment. This was the very moment that changed everything. That an impossible act, the pregnancy of a virgin, became possible. This was the moment that that an impossible faith, the faith of a, a girl of humble estate, became possible you want to know something incredible? The Holy Spirit who, who came upon Mary there in that first Christmas is the same Holy Spirit who comes upon anyone who would believe in Jesus. Jesus' life here on earth began at this moment when, when Gabriel came to Mary and, and, and said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And Jesus' life here on earth ended When Jesus, standing before his disciples, said these last words right before he ascended into heaven, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. So as followers of Jesus, we have, just like Mary did, the God who understands what we're going through. We have God with us. We have, just like Mary did, a God who favors us and blesses us We have God for us 
We have, just like Mary did, a God who is in control of each and every situation in our life, in our world, so that we don't have to worry about what tomorrow brings. We have God over us. Helping us. But then faith truly can become a reality when we understand and we experience God upon us. The Holy Spirit living in us, helping us, guiding us. And that's when impossible faith is no longer impossible. It's no longer just possible. It becomes a reality. The angel told Gabriel that when the angel Gabriel told Mary that, that God was with her, she was troubled. When the angel told Mary that God was for her, she was afraid. When the angel told Mary that God was over her, she said, how can this be? But then the angel said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And it was then that something changed in Mary. Mary said these words in verse 38. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary was no longer troubled. She was no longer afraid. She was no longer questioning. No, she said, I'm God's servant and I'm going to follow God and I'm going to serve God and I'm going to do whatever God says no matter what. How was Mary able to respond in that way? That seems, what's the word I'm looking for? Anybody? Impossible. I haven't said it enough times. Well, Mary was able to respond that way with that tremendous, impossible statement of faith at that exact moment, because I think at that exact moment, the Holy Spirit showed up, not only in her womb, but in her heart. And that same transforming power that that Mary experienced is, is what you experience when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So going into 2021, there will be things that trouble you, I guarantee it. But you no longer need to be troubled. Remember, God is with you. This next year, there will be things that make you afraid. I guarantee it. But you no longer need to be afraid. Remember, God is for you. There will be be things that make you question why and how. I guarantee it. But you no longer need to question. Remember, God is over you. This is it, church. Faith. True faith. It's It's impossible until we have God upon us. And once we have God upon us, once we have the Holy Spirit living in us, faith is a reality. It took the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit for Mary to have this impossible faith. And if I was in her sandals, I would be in the same place. It would take the Holy Spirit for me to to be in line with that, to, to go along with that mission. And still today, I need the Holy Spirit to remind me and, and convince me and turn me from myself and, and my desires and my inadequacies and my fears to God's plan for my life. Now, I want to close this morning with some words from the book of Joshua. Joshua was the leader of the Israelites right after Moses died, and he was the one who led them across the Jordan River and to victories in Jericho and Ai and all of Canaan. And Joshua was given this enormous task 
to fill Moses' shoes and to lead the Israelites, God said to Joshua something very similar to what Gabriel said here in Luke 1 to Mary. God said to Joshua, Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So Joshua obeyed God and did what God said even though he might have been troubled, even though he might have been afraid, even though he might have had unanswered questions. And as Joshua was drawing close to his own death, he gathered together the leaders of the Israelites, and he brought them in together to to talk to them one more time about how they should serve God. And he said to them this, Choose this day whom you will serve. He said, If you see it is wrong to follow the commands of God, then that's a choice that you need to make. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So as disciples of God, we're faced with the same choice. And I believe we need to echo the words that Joshua gave to the Israelites. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We need to echo the words that Mary gave to the the angel Gabriel. I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I will follow God and I will... I will obey God, and I will do whatever God says, no matter what. As people of hope, we need to resolve in 2021 for us and our families and our church to put God's commands ahead of our troubles, in front of our fears, and over all of our questions. There are things that God has commanded us to do, and they're not suggestions. They're from God. God has commanded us to make disciples. We must do it. God has commanded us to meet together. He's commanded us to pray together. He's commanded us to the public reading of Scripture. He's commanded us to corporate worship. He's commanded us to be unified as one body. It's the commands of God that we have the responsibility, and I might add, the privilege to follow, even if they're difficult or risky or even if they seem impossible. So as 2020 comes to an end, our troubles won't end with it. Our fears won't just disappear. All of our questions won't be erased. So it seems then we've been given an impossible mission. Your mission then, should you choose to accept it, is to follow God, even if it seems difficult or demanding or overwhelming, even when it seems impossible. I guess it's good news then. Nothing is impossible with God. Let's pray together. God, we praise you today as we remember that you are with us. You understand our pain and our suffering. We glorify you as we remember that you are for us. We see evidence of that as we look at the cross. We worship you today as we remember that you are over us. You are sovereign, and your kingdom has no end. And we are able to have faith in you today because you are upon us. We pray that you might fill the people of this church with your spirit, that there would be nothing or no one, no trouble, no fear, no wondering that would get in the way of our impossible faith. It is through Jesus that we have that faith, and it is through Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.